0: There's no doubt that we have had great success in using science and ingenuity to shape our world. We've mapped the human genome and put a human being on the moon. And yet with all that has been accomplished, there is one fact that we too often forget. At the end of the day, we are still part of creation and not above it. The coronavirus is reminding us that we are not omnipotent in creation. A virus that is smaller than one micron has wrecked havoc across the globe. It is to be sure a rude awakening. It seems that we are in the maelstrom with chaos knocking on our door. It is all the more important to remember that the faith of Genesis 1 is still the operative truth. The work of God to bring order in the midst of chaos is still our vital hope. The second piece is to remember that we too still have a vocation. From the very beginning, humanity had the role of being a steward of this creation. It means that we are to be partners with God in this extraordinary work. To be faithful in this work means that we need to reconcile ourselves with the creation of which we are a part. We need to reclaim our proper place. Rather than continue the work of exploiting creation, we turn our best efforts to its restoration. Thank you for visiting our YouTube channel. The people of Redlands First United Methodist Church are happy to share this part of our worship life with you. We are a vibrant and growing community of faith. Our vision is to be an invitational, nurturing, and inclusive church. Through our common life, we are committed to helping people grow in the love of God and follow Jesus' way of self-giving love. We hope you experience the fullness of God's grace as you watch this sermon.
1: scripture lesson comes from genesis chapter 1 verse 1 through genesis chapter 2 verse 3 six days of creation and the sabbath in the beginning when god created the heavens and the earth the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from god swept over the face of the waters then god said let there be light and there was light plants yielding seed and fruit trees of every kind on earth that will bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky. So God created with the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves of every kind with which the waters swam, and every winged bird of every kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind cattle and creeping things, and wild animals of the earth of every kind. And so it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind and the cattle of every kind and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth God said, "See, I have given you every plant-yielding seed that is upon the face of the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit you shall have for food. And for every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of light, life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything He had made, and indeed. It was very good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day thus the heavens and the earth are finished and all their multitude and on the seventh day God finished the work he had done and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done so God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it because on it God rested from all the work he had done in creation let the church hear what the Spirit is saying Thanks be to God.
0: Friends, I would invite you to pray with me as you see it printed in the worship materials you received. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So thankfully, most of you are too young to remember a really bad commercial from the 70s. Okay? Thankfully, you were spared this. But I'm sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruin you right now. The tagline of this commercial is, It's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Okay? Alright, for the worship team, Sally, I know. Um, have you ever heard that? You've never heard that commercial. Good, then you're lucky. Well, it was, it, you know, I, I'm not even going to ask you to guess what the commercial was for. I'll just tell you, it was for margarine. Mother Nature, and I cannot think of the actress's name, she was a, a character actress uh, in, the, in the 60s, 70s, and, and in the early 80s. She would take this big tub of margarine and she would take a taste of it, and she'd say, Oh, it's smooth and it's creamy. This has got to be butter. And the tagline, or the announcer comes on and says, no, it's, I think it was chiffon margarine or something like that. You know, not butter, just a whole, but it was somebody's chemistry experiment. I mean, because that's really what margarine is, is somebody's uh, chemistry experiment. And she would get this look on her face, She'd say, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature, and then the sky would go dark, and there'd be thunder and lightning, and, you know, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. You know, the commercial was forgettable, but the tagline was memorable. And, you know, there's a a certain amount of that. We realize that as as we contemplate our relationship with, with creation, Um, with the natural world, is that there are forces and and there is power at work in the natural world that we could never in a million years control. Uh, In um, the midst of some of the conversations around climate change, one of the expressions that I've heard is is that, using a baseball metaphor, nature always bats last. No matter what we do to... uh, prevent natural disasters or prevent flooding or uh, predict earthquakes or whatever it is we do nature always gets the last word you know there is an incredible power at work in our natural world there is and but there's a there's this incredibly delicate balance you think about the beauty in the order of creation, sunrise and sunset, the movement of tides, it's all very ordered and it can be very beautiful, very balanced, but then we realize that lying beneath the surface of the the earth there is all this volcanic activity that goes on and the movement of tectonic plates that, that it, with great force. And it seems and it appears to us to be very chaotic. So on the one hand, you've got great beauty and order, and on the other hand, just beneath the surface, chaos. And chaos of the very worst kind. This time that we're in right now, as we look at a novel, a new coronavirus uh, added to the family and the disease COVID-19 that it has has unleashed in in us, we get a a front row seat to the power of nature, the power of uh, virus, and the, the chaos that that can unleash within the human community. You know, we we think about the coronavirus and it is so very small, uh, depending, you know, on on a couple of different scientific measurements. It is less than a micron, a a millionth of a meter. 0.125 microns is the size. It's so small that it even gets through, it can get through. Uh, A lot of different masks, even N95s, it's small enough to get through. So small. And yet it has this enormous impact on the human body and in the human community. And there isn't a vaccine for it. There are vaccines for a lot of different coronaviruses out there, SARS and MERS but there's no vaccine for this. There isn't yet a a, a medical treatment for us. In a lot of ways, we really are, with all of our power, with all of our ability to do science and to understand the biology of it, we are still at the mercy of something, of an organism that's less than a micron in size. This really should shape and and help us to rethink our relationship to creation, the creation of which we are a part. We like to think of ourselves sometimes as being above creation and being able to be the the masters of our own environment. And the reality is, is that no matter how advanced we are, no matter how good our science is, the chaos that exists in the world will still be there it will still be there which is why it's important for us to reconcile ourselves with the whole idea of creation and creation as it's represented in the book of Genesis now I know some of you are probably thinking I'm going to go one direction but let me tell you I'm not Genesis is not science okay I've never thought that creation uh, in Genesis was science But I think that there's a difference that we can draw on between creation science and creation faith. Genesis, the passages that um, that Joanna read earlier, are not a scientific treatise, they're not about biology, they're not about geology, they're not about astronomy or astrophysics. This is an expression of, of a community of people who are trying to understand where they fit into the larger scheme of the world in which they live and where it comes from. You see, for the people of Israel, and actually really for all of the different um, uh, mythologies in, the, in that part of the world, there was a creator we understand from our standpoint that that creator is god and what god is doing in creation is bringing order to chaos that before god begins that work there's this formless void okay we don't and we don't know what it is because it's a formless void it's not that there was nothing but the formless void is a way for the, the, the biblical writers to understand the idea of the chaos that exists. It's the earthquakes and it's the tornadoes and it's the flood and it's the volcanoes and it's the, the illnesses and it's the, all of these things that unsettle our life. Chaos. And in the midst of all of those things that would unsettle us, the people of Israel set for us a foundation of belief that even in those moments, God is at work. God is at work to bring order to that, to give us a place to stand, a place of security, a place of safety, to stand in this beautiful creation, to be able to enjoy the sunrise and the sunsets, the sea life and the wildlife, the beauty of Yosemite. I mean, think about those places in your life, in your experience, those those places out in creation where you could just stand and go, Ah, where you feel at home, at peace. I'm blessed to have. A lot of different places like, like that. Places that, that, even though I can't go to them right now, I can see pictures, I can remember. I can remember what it's like. That sense of belonging, that sense of relationship, that sense of order. See, that's what God is trying to do in this whole creation thing. God is seeking to bring order. And the thing that's important for us to remember as we we think about creation, you know, we've got the six days and then we've got the Sabbath days. And even though the language suggests that God stops working, they even use the language finished and then God rested. There is nothing to suggest in that scripture or even in Israel's faith that God was altogether done. And that God put creation in motion, rested, and then went off to Club Med, I don't know, Sandals, wherever. The work of creation is ongoing. God rested the seventh day, created this this space that we call Sabbath, where we rest from our labors. And then God continued the work of creation. We see evidence every day of creation continuing, that this ongoing unfolding of the universe and the expanding of all of God's creation has continued. For billions of years this has continued and sometimes in the cosmic scope of it it's difficult for us to wrap our mind around it but even here now on this little blue marble hurtling through space this this Goldilocks zone that the astronomers say this sweet spot it's just right the work of creation and recreation and restoration is continuing. God is still at work. Even though right now it may not seem like it. Even though right now we may not have the ability to quite grasp it. Because we feel so powerless. God is still creating. God is still bringing order out of chaos. There have been some interesting things that have emerged in this time of of, uh, physical distancing. Now for for most of us, we're into our fifth week, some places uh, a little bit less, some places just a few days longer. There has been demonstrable change in air quality, in water quality, Places, uh, folks that I follow in Hawaii, are talking about seeing fish in the bay again and they haven't seen it for a long time. And And the cleanliness of water that they haven't seen some in their lifetime. Just in four or five weeks. Now, this is a really rough way to deal with climate change. It's not something I would have ever prescribed, or, or scientists have ever prescribed. But I think that there's something that we can learn, that there's a lesson in this we can learn if we're willing to step back and look at it. That there are things, though it seems like the, 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 um, the trend toward this cataclysmic climate change is accelerating every month seems to be the warmer, warmer than the last month and warmer than last year and 10 years ago. That's that's been established scientific fact. And four weeks of, of physical distancing isn't going to reverse 300 years of industrial revolution climate change. But just the small changes that we've seen should remind us. that we can make a difference with climate justice in the face of climate change, in the face of a warming planet. You see, this should remind us that the work of creation and creation restoration that God is about is continuing. It's still happening. And if we can see it, and if we can, we can grasp that this, is the, that this is part of the larger piece of what God is and has been doing throughout our life, and we can yoke ourselves to that work, then we can indeed reconcile ourselves to creation and part of that is coming to terms and being willing to recognize that for 400 years that this bent toward domination of our environment is rooted in bad theology. You see, when Genesis talks about humanity having dominion over the earth that has gotten translated in the last 400 years as dominance, that we're the kings, we're the crown of creation, so we can do anything we want. We have carte blanche. But friends, dominion is not dominance. Dominion means stewardship. Woven into the very fabric of creation And the creation of humanity within the scope of all of creation, we are called, because of who we are, to care for God's creation. To be stewards of this incredible planet, this incredible universe that we have. And to recognize that the bad theology around dominance has unleashed bad politics and bad economics bad social policies, policies that that prevent healthcare from being ready. You know, scientists have known for years, the possibility of pandemic. And the science community has remembered the lessons of the flu pandemic in 1918. And have warned about the importance of being ready for this. This is what it means to work with God, to be ready for this, to be prepared to address this. There's no way that anybody could have prevented this novel virus from getting transmitted into the human population. And yet there are things that we can always do using the gifts that God has given us to be ready and to respond to bring order into the chaos. God is still working. In case you didn't hear me say it the first five or six times, God is still working. God is still creating. And the question is is what will our choice look like? Will we partner with this? Will we be part of, will we be co-creators with God? Or will we choose? Dominance, an attitude that it doesn't matter, we can do whatever we want. See, friends, even today, our choices matter. I want to amend the statement that I made earlier uh, in this sermon. You know, the, the, the common expression in baseball parlance that nature bats last, I want to change that. God bats last, always. And that no matter what chaos we may face, the work of creation continues. God's creative work continues. Whether it's COVID, whether it's tornadoes that they're expecting throughout the South, the Deep South today, as they had last week, whether it's hail or flood, or hurricane some of it just chaos and some of it made worse by our own choices God continues to create to order our world and to order our lives that the fulfillment of creation may come that the fulfillment of, of what is possible when we are co-creators with one another and with God the possibility that can be seen in that work so friends in this time in this time of physical distancing driving less using less gas changing our diets all of these other things that we're being forced to do right now in order to keep our whole community healthy and safe Let us take this time and look beyond physical distancing to ways that we can partner with God, the ways that we can be reconciled to the whole of creation, that a new day may come, a day of clean air and clean water, of health care, of justice, of wholeness, Let us look to that day. Let us look to what is possible as the grace of God works within us. Amen. Thanks again for visiting our channel. If this was a meaningful experience for you, please feel free to share it with others. If you're in the Greater Redlands area, please join us for 930 Worship. We would love to welcome you. joining us for this sermon from Redlands First United Methodist Church I hope you've been encouraged if you are interested in being part of our worship experience during this time of physical separation please join us at 9:30 a.m. Sunday specific time on our YouTube channel Redlands First UMC that's Redlands F-I-R-S-T-U-M-C